0: Hello, and welcome to the LI Law Podcast. I am your host, Zahava Schechter. The premise of this podcast is to feature issues, developments, and topics affecting the law, and how it relates to the 8 million of us who live or work on Long Island, New York, which includes Nassau, Suffolk, Queens, and Kings Counties. If you live or work on Long Island, this podcast on local and legislative and judicial decisions is for you. Our guest on this episode is Elizabeth Brown, Managing Director of Living Solutions Credit, Inc. in Uniondale. Please check out the show notes for a full list of Elizabeth's credentials and contact information. Also, please keep in mind that we will not be providing legal advice to any specific questions. Elizabeth, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, Zahava. How are you today? Okay, great. So please tell our
0: listeners about you and your business.
1: So Living Solutions Credit is a comprehensive credit and debt management company. We are also a third party alternative lending company. Our mission is to provide our clients with all the tools to build, manage, and leverage their credit. We are debt, credit, and loan consultants that provide strategies and services. We restore personal credit. We build personal credit. We negotiate debt reductions. We build business credit. We take our clients out of foreclosure, and ultimately we provide our clients with loans. Okay, excellent. So what are
0: three tips, Elizabeth, which you would give our listeners who have poor credit or have been a victim of a scam or have tried unsuccessfully to rehabilitate their credit? The
1: first thing I would suggest is that the client know the law. We operate under the Fair Credit Repair Organizational Act, acronym FCRA, and that just tells you all the rights that you are entitled to under the law. Most people think that as a credit repair agency that we can eliminate all derogatory items off their credit report, and that's just not the case. We can only eliminate inaccurate uh, negative items off your credit report. So I want to understand, Elizabeth, if someone has
0: not paid their bill on time or has done something else which has negatively affected the credit rating that still stays on the report
1: right well it depends it just depends on how it was reported what the uh, loophole is is that even if your items are accurate you did you were late on your uh, your payments most times credit reviewing agencies do not report accurately and that's what we can we can work with and get them removed off your credit report.
0: So does it make sense then to always appeal a credit report because there are likely to be inaccuracies?
1: Absolutely. So we actually challenge every negative item that is on your credit report. And nine times out of 10, it will be deleted.
0: Okay, and what are some of the requirements of the Fair Credit Repair Organization Act, meaning what would a
1: consumer expect to receive or know? You should know that once you enter in any type of agreement with a credit repair agency, that they have to give you a detailed uh, listing of everything or every service they would provide for you. You need to know how long it will take them to repair those credit repairs. You need to know the cost, and most people don't know that... Credit repair companies cannot charge you for services that they have not rendered. So, most likely, you need to pay after your credit was repaired. That's when you should receive a charge or a fee.
0: So you're saying that if a consumer is contacted by or sees an ad By a credit repair agency there is no
1: upfront payment they charge you another type of fee maybe a setup fee or a consulting fee but typically you cannot be charged for credit repair or credit removal until after the results have been seen that's until after there's a successful result that's correct
0: is it possible that someone will appeal his or her uh, credit report or credit rating and not be successful
1: yes absolutely because it takes Persistence. You really have to know the law, you have to know what you're doing, and um, you have to have the patience to wait for the results.
0: Could you please explain to our listeners how a FICO score is reached and what it means?
1: So, there's a formula that all uh, FICO scores, an algorithm per se, that uh, monitors how they report your credit. It's broken into categories, there are five categories, and we'll just go over them really quickly. The primary is 35% of your credit score is related to payment history, then 30% is how much you owe or your debt utilization, then 10% or 15% is the length of the credit history, which means how old your trade lines are on your credit history, the amount of the new credit you get and then the types of credit you have.
0: Let's talk for a minute about people who make inquiries, maybe for a mortgage or for a car loan or for some other type of credit that they want. And those inquiries can either be a hard credit Uh, check or a soft credit check? How does that affect someone's FICO score?
1: Um, Some soft pulls that we call them are not affected. They're not translated onto your credit scores at all. What is a soft pull? There are certain credit bureaus or credit agencies that you can pull yourself. They pull Tri-Score Reports. They pull TransUnion, Experian, and Equifax. And that's just a soft pull. They just give you a read, a, a general read of your credit history.
0: And what about late payments? How do they affect a credit score?
1: Late payments can drop your, your credit scores, depending on how many late payments you have, by 50 to 100 points. And how long does that affect the credit score or the credit report? Late payments, they appear to your report for seven years. And what about other collections,
0: unpaid tax liens, or judgments, or bankruptcy
1: actions? Tax liens appear 10 years from the date of filing. Uh, paid tax liens pays, appear on your report for seven years. Judgments can appear for seven years. Bankruptcies up to 10 years. All inquiries stay up there for 25 months. So, you know, everything is a formula. Every category has a specific amount of time that appears on your credit report.
0: Okay, and what are some things that consumers can do either to guard against identity theft or to improve
1: their credit scores? Register for one of those uh, agencies, Experian or Identity IQ or some type of agency that reports your credit on a monthly basis and just keep aware of it. Just keep track of it. Check it monthly just to make sure that there's any items that are that you're not unaware of appearing on your credit report.
0: And what are the advantages of having a higher credit score versus a lower credit score?
1: Oh We're looking at a difference between if you have a FICO score of 720 and say you have a car loan. Uh, $20,000 over five years uh, you're only going to pay maybe about $2,500 over those five years but if you have a FICA score of 580 you're looking at a higher interest rate of 14.7% something like that Um, And you're paying up to $8,000. So the difference between a 580 FICA score and a 720 FICA score over those five years could be like $5,000, $6,000.
0: And now we're going to move on to a segment called What is on Your Desk, a recent file or matter which you can use to illustrate a teachable moment to our listeners. For example, what a client might have done differently or something that the law
1: provides. So Elizabeth, what's on your desk? So one of the things that we do is we provide business credit. So we build business credit for small businesses. Uh, Recently, I had a client who runs a daycare. They came to me last year looking for a loan, which we got for them, and we got them about $95,000. At the time, we suggested that they build their business credit um, so that we could separate their personal credit from their business credit. Building business credit is something that um, needs to happen for small businesses because credit is looked at differently with a small business. If you build business credit specifically on your EIN number, you can obtain loans, great and greater amounts. It is segregated from your personal life, your personal credit score. And if anything happens to that business, it does not affect you personally. This client came to me, we suggested they build business credit. She said, no, not now. It's not the right time. A year later, she comes back to me. She's looking for another loan. But of course, like most clients, she started to build her business off her personal credit. She ran up her credit cards that reduced her credit scores, and now she's stuck. What was she going to do? I was able to get her a revenue, a business revenue loan, but it was very far much less than the $200,000 that she came to me originally. So what do we do now? So now I have to devise a strategy where we can pay off down, pay down those credit utilization cards, put her back into business credit finally, and then um, get her the loan that she's looking for.
0: Okay, let me ask you about credit cards. How many credit cards do you think a consumer should have? Meaning, not your personal opinion, but how how many are okay to have without negatively affecting a credit score?
1: Well, you can have, we suggest maybe five or six, but you can have as many credit cards as you want. The key is to have credit, but not to use credit. So just as long as you stay within that seven to 10% range of debt on those credit cards, you're probably safe.
0: So if I understand correctly, the seven to ten percent means that you have outstanding seven to ten percent of the available credit to you. That's correct. which you're not using. That so ninety percent of the credit is available to you, right. but you're not using. But it. But you're not using it. What is some advice to a consumer who is thinking of applying for a mortgage and may have some outstanding credit card debt as well as other debt? What would you advise?
1: Well, a mortgage is different, and and the uh, banks look at. Uh, mortgage owners because it's collateralized differently so your, your score doesn't have to be in the 700 range you can actually get a mortgage for as low as 620 or even lower depending on the program you're into um, so as far as that I would just make sure that uh, you're just paying your bills on time paying your credit cards on time, and even if you have those blemishes, don't let that stop you from going to apply for a mortgage.
0: What services you can provide as an expert in credit rehabilitation that perhaps a consumer could not do on his or
1: her own? Well, what we do is, um, because we are specially, we have special people who actually work on repairing credit, we can target those items and we know what to look for in terms of eliminating charge-offs and collections and even bankruptcies we can get off. We even help people with foreclosure. If you're behind in your mortgage, we can help you bring those mortgage payments current and then also save your credit at the same time. We provide trade lines, people who want to build business credit or build personal credit, trade lines. Trade lines can be anything from secure business cards to an authorized user and we help you, we can acquire those for you. Uh, We can also uh, negotiate debt if you have problems with the irs or judgments liens we have a special person in the office that deals specifically with that and we'll no- negotiate those items on your behalf again we build business credit business credit um, is is unique and is specialized we obtain uh, vendors 30 net vendors for you we can get you primary credit cards uh, we just do a, n- a number of services and the ultimate goal is to get you that loan at the end of the day and we can get you loans based on your credit scores, preferably after we fix them, between uh, 15000 to up to $250,000.
0: Elizabeth, what are some things that consumers can do on their own before they contact you for assistance in rehabilitating their credit?
1: Well, they can pull a credit score from one of those agencies we spoke of before. And I want them to look at each item, each line item, and determine if they see anything that is negative or derogatory, or doesn't look right on their credit scores. Because I want people to understand that they have the right to fix their own credit. They come to us when they don't feel like it. But all uh, clients or individuals should take an active role in uh, managing and building their own credit histories.
0: Okay, well, thank you, Elizabeth. And that's it for our episode. To our listeners, be sure to download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, please rate us with a review that might start. I just heard on the LI LA Law Podcast that the new director of the Hophog Long Island branch of the US Small Business Administration is Robert Piota, a Mineola native. In a recent interview, Mr. Piota stated his goal is to educate business owners of, about available SBA programs and resources. If you would like to learn more about how the SBA can help your business, please call the Long Island office, telephone number 631-454-0750. The LA Law Podcast lets you know what's going on in Long Island and is your podcast for local tips which educate and entertain. Thanks for listening.